Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Four Stringers podcast. Brought to you by your boys Ozan. And Wink. Happy to have you back. Week two of the fantasy playoffs, if you were lucky enough to get through the gauntlet. Yeah. How'd you do? Uh, Let's see. I was three teams in the playoffs, and uh, two of them won. No, well, we hit a bye in the other one. Oh, sure. So I I mean, still win. Two two teams are technically in the Two teams advanced. We'll put it that way. And I lost the other game by two points. So fuck you to Aaron Jones. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Can't fault him for that. Sold on him. Aaron Jones got tackled on the one if anyone watched the Monday night game and Wink needed a touchdown from him to win. Yeah. And instead of running it into the end zone on the one, they just need it three times to win the game, which is a smart play, but for fantasy owners everywhere, pulling their hair out. That was a knee right in the fucking nutsack. Yeah, it was. That say. was a tough look. Uh, we'll cover some last-minute injuries because there are a few notable ones, especially in the fantasy realm of the NFL, and then we'll get right into some games. So look forward to that and much more on this episode of the Fantasy Four Series Podcast. Josh Allen is not elite. Adam Gates deserves another chance. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence was a reach. Yeah, he's never won a fantasy championship. The guy drafted a kicker in the fifth fucking round. Alright guys, here we are. I'm so week. fucking ready for this week, buddy. Yeah, this is this is where um, it starts to get anxiety mm-hmm. starts to get a little bit high. For yeah, me. about 11:30 a.m. Yeah, especially now because they're all staggered out. They make you sweat out the whole fucking weekend because right. you got Saturday and Sunday games. Yeah, it's mostly Saturday games this week. So and the Thursday games even amplified so much now that even if it's this is when they should have put Denver on prime time because even if it was dog shit, whoever Denver was playing, if it were fantasy relevant. They'd have got way more viewers because people would be tuning in just to watch their guy. Yeah, now you now you have to watch because you're, mm-hmm. you're no, but invested. doesn't matter. You're invested right. in something bigger than whatever the game is. Yeah, for sure. So I personally think they shouldn't have put Denver on prime time at all. I mean, but it was a good idea to start until when week after week two because week one makes sense going back to Seattle. And playing them, you have to put Ross on prime time. Right, and at that time, we didn't know Denver was going to be a pile of shit. Right, they, they played one bad game, yeah. and it, I mean, just early season jitters, whatever. Then week two happened, and then that should have just been the telltale sign, get them the fuck off prime <laughs> right, time. Done. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this, next year, they probably won't be in prime time much at all. No, and Mr. Unlimited probably needs that. Yeah. He needs to take a seat. Yeah, right. Well, before we get into the actual games, I suppose covering some of the notable injuries is probably the best rite of passage here to start this podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not ruled out yet, but it does not look like he is going to go. It doesn't. Looks no, like it, Gardner Minshew season. If if you kind of read read the tea leaves, it sounds like they're not expecting Hurts to play. Leave it to Philly to have the best backup quarterback in the league, too, though, just to I be mean, safe. You... I mean, he's he could start on some teams. He could start oh, yeah. in Indianapolis easily, or in Houston, or you know, there's teams he could definitely start for. We're just naming every team in the AFC South, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, the Titans now. Yeah, no shit. They would love dude. to have Minshew. I love Minshew. I, I just like too. him as a person. I think you know he's he's not he's no Jalen Hurts. He could but, stick it to the Jags twice a year well, too. And he, I think, because of the passing of Mike Leach, is going to be a little extra motivated to oh. to play well. It's a narrative um, I didn't think about. He missed 
practice yesterday to go to the funeral. Sure. And if you saw the clip of him talking, I think, to the media after the reports were out there, I mean, he kind of lost it. He was a big Mike Leach fan. He's, well, yeah, because Mike Leach is probably the last coach to truly believe in him. Yeah, he gave credit to Mike Leach for even being in the league at this point. He said, I wouldn't be where I am without that guy. So um, I do think this could be sort of a Gardner Minshew tribute game to his a little Brett Favre action. Yeah, his former coach. Um, I don't know that I expect him to, you know, throw for 400 yards. He's got the fucking offense to do it, but man. he can, he could do it. And Dallas Goddard's back. And Dallas is very suspect versus the pass. Sometimes they yeah. give up a lot of yards, regardless of that's just how they play defense. Yep. So I mean, if he has a good game, the yards will be there. It's just if he can throw a couple tuds, yeah, he's he could have a really nice game. This game is going to be the game of the week, in my opinion, for sure. At 100 percent, it will be. Um, Nick Chubb dealing with a foot injury. Uh, they don't really give a lot of details on it. Kevin Stefanski's quotes were, he's rehabbing. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. that's about all they have. Um, they asked if he would play, and Stefanski's response was, hope so. He's playing the cards close to the vest yes, on that he one. Yes, he is. So who knows, but it doesn't sound great. So Well, they do play the Saints, so yeah. they shouldn't need a ton of help. Yeah, but I would expect maybe a Kareem Hunt game here more mm-hmm. so than a Nick Chubb game, especially if... He Definitely. doesn't go, obviously, Kareem Hunt's going to get all of the workload. But Is Kareem Hunt like a RB1 if Chubb doesn't play? Yeah, I would say so. I think so. Yeah. He's uh, always, Deshaun's been pretty uninspiring, though. Yeah, and Kareem is, is the type of handcuff that you have to hang on to all year just in case something like this happens. Mm-hmm. Especially this time of year is when it matters. If This could be a headache for fantasy owners because yes. if Chubb does play, do you still start Hunt? Depending on what your roster looks like. Uh, yeah, right. I don't know. I think it's worth because a flex look. I mean, he's almost... I, it's something I would heavily consider. You almost have to. And th- this could make or break a, your season. Mm-hmm. I would, point. Yeah, I would monitor it mm-hmm. heavily if you have either of these running backs because it's going to matter. Right. Or if you if you fucking... If you've got both, that's a tough decision to make. Because mm-hmm. you, you can't put both in. And if you got to pick one, who do you pick if Chubb plays? I think I'd have to stick with Chubb. Stick with him because he got you here. And if he's going to... Yeah, if he's going to play, I have to believe that he trusts himself enough to sure. go... Yeah, but monitor that situation for sure. But that's why that you get burned because, yeah, he can say he's going to go, but yeah. they'll say, yeah, we'll just limit your workload. You're fine. Worst time of year for this to happen, no doubt. Yeah. I'd much rather prefer, like, this happens, you know, week seven versus week 16. <laughs> On some positive news, Dallas Goddard was activated off of the IR with yeah, a shoulder play. injury, which was good. They yep. expected him to play last week, but figured they didn't really need him versus the Bears, basically, yep. is what it boiled down to. He was ready to go, but they they decided to give him an extra week since they were playing Chicago. And, and don't overthink it if you own him. Travis Kelsey legitimately is the only tight end yeah. that's startable every week. Just start Goddard. It's just it's just as good of an option as anything else. I think it's much better upside. He's he's head and shoulders better than any streamer you're going to find. The only concern you have is that he's just coming back off IR, but you shouldn't be that concerned. Gardner's going to throw it to everybody, baby. I honestly Spread think the that ball. their passing game is going to be – I don't know if they'll be able to lean on the run the same without Hurts in there, you know. Uh, Sanders is probably going to get some extra carries, especially at the goal line. I think Miles Sanders is a sneaky yeah. high upside play this week. Maybe not even Pro sneaky, Bowl Miles Sanders. Put play. some respect on his I name. I don't understand that, but don't we don't need to cover that right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think they go not necessarily run heavy, but the run game, the offense is going to look different for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to run the same s- scheme with the same game plan, um, which could benefit – all of the pass catchers. That I'm not seen. concerned about Philly, though. I'm, I'm not. really not either. I think it's still going to be a good game. No the last what. two notable people to return from IR, uh, Khalil Herbert should cut into David Montgomery's workload a little Probably bit. He will, did yeah. have 
a pretty good run there when he was healthy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If he didn't get banged up, I'd assume that he'd probably still have the starting job. It was it was getting to the point where you were you were questioning whether or not Montgomery was the the preferred back in yeah, that he, system. Definitely losing it. Mm-hmm. He was losing his grip on it for sure. And at, at the very least, I think it's going to be a committee. Split. Him and him and Zeke probably text each other and just bitch about their backups. It feels very similar right now, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, because Montgomery's the same type of back as Zeke, too. He's not super explosive, but he runs with power and just he just picks up yards. And it seems like no one in the organization wants the number two to be better, but he is, and but they yeah. just are slowly realizing they can't deny it anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and McCall Hardman is also going to come back. Not that that's game-breaking, but that is a nice piece for some people who are struggling at the wide yeah. receiver position. Chiefs wide receivers, like, none of them are great, but they're all good mm-hmm. and scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's nice when 15's back there. I mean, yeah, well, that helps. Yeah, and Ker- Kermit Reed. can huck it, that's for sure. Yeah, you, you got Andy Reid, you know, game planning, and Mahomes can literally make any throw humanly possible. Uh, Pac-Man Jones said that Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> he said Mahomes is a system quarterback. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, Pac-Man. You, you lost me there. If If Burrow wins a Super Bowl or something this year, he and said, then maybe give has, Burrow Andy Reid and see what happens. That's that okay. That argument I'll I'll buy. If you put him in Andy Reid's offense, Joe Burrow would also be light, like mm-hmm. just lights out. And he kind of is already right. But to say he's better than Mahomes, eh, I don't agree with like that. A stretch. Yeah, Burrow not will as, never have Mahomes get outside of the pocket. That's just that's yeah. and that's where you make your money. The Aaron Rodgers of the world. Yeah, Burrow's never going to have the type of arm that Mahomes has. Mm-hmm. Can't teach that. Um, any other injuries to talk about? You're the one with the list in front of you. So uh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill is most likely out for the year. Not that that's anything super notable, but Traylon Burks, who's had a lot of success these last couple weeks, is now coming back and has Malik Willis throwing in the ball. So you could probably cut yeah. Burks at this point. I, I don't know that I'd cut him, but i keep him on my bench and watch how it goes because Malik has showed some flashes, and he now that he's going to get some actual reps for these next couple weeks, yeah. we'll see what happens it, going forward. It's For Malik's development, not for the Titans as a whole, but yeah. for Malik's it's development, not a bad this thing. is probably a good thing. Um, I also, the run-of-the-mill tight end situation like we've talked about, Chig, I think, takes a step back here. I don't yeah. think that Malik will get him the ball. and Malik will, they will even throw enough. Do you think they game-planned it enough to try to get Chig more involved or keep him more involved? Yeah, but I think it'll be more along the lines of jet sweeps and certain wildcat formations and stuff like that, like sure. they used to do with Janu. So the pass catching, I really don't think is going to be there. Yep. So if you're in a standard league, whatever, he's still going to get yards. That's fine. But he's going to be just as much of a dice roll as any other tight end going forward yeah. that you have some good feelings about and some question marks about. I wonder if Malik is going to help Derrick Henry in the run game. Mm. If they can run some more like the zone reads. Yeah, he didn't play horrible when Malik played the two games, but he didn't play great. So And he does he does have Houston this week, and he's, what, four straight 200-yard games against the Texans? Yeah. I think four. If if it's not four, it's five. Mm, it's it's yeah. I, I think know. it's four, but I want to say it's five out of the last six, which is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I guess I mean by association, the Tannehill injury, I guess probably could carry some fantasy relevance because, like we said, I I do think it'll impact the running game. And uh, Dylan Radin's the uh, second year drafted at left tackle moved to right tackle then played right guard then moved to left guard then played left tackle last week um <clears throat> other duties as assigned yeah Jesus uh, is also now out for the rest of the year he tore his acl so it just keeps piling on yeah they're at they're currently at 83 players and with the addition of dobbs and two cornerbacks after the practice squad i believe we are now at 86 titans need a new strength conditioning and training program 
Yeah, they're going to break their own record for most players used in a season. Are they on pace yeah. to do that? They're at 86 right year. now. Yeah, we broke it last year with 91. Oh, they'll, they'll, they'll get there. Yeah, but who the fuck else can even get hurt at this point? You know what I mean? Well, the backups to the backups really that are playing now. Come on, man, just... When will it end? It's getting to the point where I just want this season to be over because I'm <laughs> the product they're putting on the field is not even close to what they have, so it's not even yeah. fun for me because you can't enjoy it knowing that this is not what this team should be. Yeah, how often is it where you it's get just a, frustrating a division-leading team that you can say, like, I just want this season to be over? And, yeah, and they might they have the possibility of choking it down the stretch. They're only a game yeah, in front of Jacksonville. They play Jacksonville Week 18, and they are – on the steady decline. They haven't won a game in like 33 days. And Jacksonville is, I think, 3-1 and one in the last month. Trevor Lawrence is really reaching for that top spot in like the uh, AFC like South. Um, Ken Walker did not practice, but I wouldn't be concerned about it. He did play on a short week on a Thursday last week. I assume it's probably just a rest day. Uh, Damon sure. Harris was limited. He's missed the past three games of the injury, but it would I be nice. I just I don't know if they care to have him back. No, I think it's more so just an a worrisome situation for Amandre because mm-hmm. we know Belichick does not give a shit about who scores or it's all about game plan. So Harris might cut into the runs between the twenties. For some reason, Damian Harris might get some goal line work. You have no you idea. And he could yeah. steal something from Ramondre. So Harris I could still think you start Ramondre, but I think you have some worries if Damian Harris comes back. Harris could come in, have a game where he rushes for 150 yards and take the starting job back. Like you just never <laughs> know what they're going to fucking do. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Chris Olave did not practice. Um, we don't know how serious the injury is yet, but... All I know is he's listed as questionable. Yeah, he only played half of the team snaps in Week 15. Yeah, it doesn't look good. And the Saints are a fucking dumpster fire right now. I I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't play at all at this point then. You know, there's just... Mm-hmm. What, what have they got to gain? Yeah. You know, other than just letting him play, just to let him play, just to get some reps, but... I would at this point, even if you have Olave, don't I wouldn't be putting him in my lineup. No, he's he's on my bench until he either gets healthy or they just rule him out and you can cut him. You know, I agree. Uh, Noah Fant, he had a pretty nice game last week. I believe he had three catches for like thirty-four yards and a tud. That's pretty good for the tight end realm of things. So, 100%. especially if you won your first round matchup, you might be riding high, thinking you have something here at tight end to get through the playoffs with that you don't really have to sweat about. Uh, he popped up on the injury report today for the first time so it is something new uh they're not sure what to make of it yet but it's it'll be interesting because if he does play he's definitely going to be a viable streaming option again especially with tyler lockett probably going to miss this week's game Mm -hmm. so we'll see that's just it is a decent tight end option if he does end up playing when you see a guy pop up on the injury report midweek that's always a concern for me uh, if they get injured in practice midweek, that's yes, just never and it's something midweek. brand new. Yeah. yeah, yep. So keep an eye on that one for sure because he is definitely on the streaming radar going forward. As much as um, the tight end position sucks as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, but have a backup plan in mind because yeah, that could go south. No, oh, yeah, for I agree. Sure. Uh, Josh Allen had a limited practice. I would not worry about this. He will not play. He's trying to get that contract bonus for the MVP, so he will be throwing the ball fifty times again. I am sure. Well, and their running game isn't great anyway. He's their running passing. He's not good either. So no, He's everything to them. Uh, Kenny Pickett has a concussion. Nobody cares. He shouldn't be on the field anyways. I'd probably <laughs> sit him for the rest of the year. Um, I think he's had a concussion since he started the way he makes decisions sometimes. Well, you put him behind that offensive line. Yeah, what do you expect? Well, 
They just need a little. Bit more I mean, time. that's literally the same thing with Ryan Tannehill. Well, so you put that dude back in the game when he missed two series. He's not going to play again this season. And what happens? Pittsburgh he doesn't just, play again this season. They need to give more time for Pickett and Pickens to get their chemistry up. Yeah. Well, if he does play, fucking... they'll have plenty of opportunity because Deontay Johnson also had limited practice with a toe injury. That I did not know about, mm-hmm. and that is a concern because Deontay had what eight or nine targets mm-hmm. last week, and I think he caught all of them and had a pretty good day. Uh, Tomlin said he is not as worried about Deontay Johnson as is made out to believe, and he expects him to probably log up full practice at some point in sure. the week. So, so it doesn't sound too concerning then. Um, so that Traylon Burks had a full practice off the concussion, like I said, with Ryan Tannehill out, I would temper expectations, and I probably would not start him this week just based on the fact that I don't know that there's going to be enough volume in the offense passing wise. Yeah. Um. Farmuth had a limited practice, and he has a pretty good matchup this week from the tight end position, so I actually would monitor that because I do like me some Pratt Farmuth. Yeah, even though he had a fucking dud last week, he had 0-4-0. It hurt. Um, actually, no, not last week. Yeah, I, just, I don't love it, but Vegas really does have a bad pass defense against tight end, and with how big of a crapshoot it is, like we've harped, harmed. Oh, God, I don't even know the word I'm trying to say. Harmonized, no, that's not it, but we're going to roll with it. Um, have just said over and over again, outside of Travis Kelsey, there is no one. So with the matchup being this bad, it's an opportune streaming option. For sure. Yeah, he did have zero points last week. I was great on that. Love it. It hurt <laughs> a lot. Yeah, so fucking Bellinger, he had point nine or yeah. whatever the hell it was. In a I'm game so where you lose it. by two points and your tight end gives you zero. Yep. Love to see it, dude. But that's, that's why I'm all for football. abolishing the tight end. Yeah, that, that's just fantasy football. It happens. I like defenses because it spruces it up a little bit and get yeah. negative for no fucking reason, which is fun sometimes. Hey, it it like it happens. I mean, I bet you every week it happens where somebody has a negative defense and loses mm-hmm. by three points. You know, sometimes know she goes, sometimes she doesn't. I know I've lost or almost lost a game three weeks ago from this mm-hmm. same thing. I had like negative four points. Doesn't look like Lamar is going to play again. That's a big one. Um, Debo is obviously not going to play. Tyler Lockett is out. Um, Devin DuVernay is on IR. He will also be out. My God. Yeah. So there's some... Baltimore's beat up right now. Decent injuries. Mike White did not practice and was already ruled out. So it will be Zach Wilson season again. He threw for 300 last week. Yeah, and they lost the game. Yeah. He didn't look uh, great. No, I didn't. But 300 is like against Detroit... Anybody can throw for 300. He should Detroit. be playing with his hair on fire for the situation well, he he's be. in right now. He's playing for a fucking backup job in the rest of his career. At this yeah, point. or I just mean, even another opportunity. Because nobody nobody considers this guy a future starter, I think, at this point in his career. And now he's, he's just a, he's playing for, like, a... Well, he hopes to be better than Josh Rosen. He needs to save his image or no moms are coming after him anymore. Seriously, Yeah. But that's about all for injuries, so I think we can probably slide right into the games. Yeah, let's jump right in. There's a lot of games to cover, so um, we'll kick it off with the Thursday game since we're recording this. We're going to just do the one episode this week because we got Christmas this weekend. <clears throat> it's going to be too Merry Chrysler. Parts. Merry fucking Chrysler, everybody. I love Christmas. My absolute favorite holiday. Favorite holiday, hands down. Uh, Thursday night, we got Jacksonville at New York. The Jets. The New York Jets, by the way. Um, not the true New York team. Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Uh, Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville's going to win this game. And I don't even, I think they win it kind of handily. They're hot right now. And I know you got Sauce Gardner and, and 
kind of that's the matchup is if if Lawrence can throw the ball with Sauce in that Jets defensive backfield, that's what I want to keep an eye on. I don't think Lawrence is going to go ballistic and throw for 304 touchdowns or anything like that. I think it's going to be a shootout, truthfully. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I... I, the thing that baffles me about Jacksonville is that Lawrence is doing this and they don't really have great receivers. You see Zay Jones going for three oh, they're touchdowns. They're paying someone like he's game. great. And he's not been spectacular the last few weeks. He's no. getting some. But he has been a pleasant surprise for yeah. – I mean, but he has – that's – what he's doing is very minimal for a wide receiver that makes that much money That's getting still. paid that way, yes. And Evan Ingram, what a career resurgence. He had a decent week last week too. I think he had eight receptions if I recall correctly. Eight receptions on ten targets. I think he had sixty-two yards. Oh, I had to look that up earlier. So, no, oh, got it. Um, very specific. I, th- I honestly, I think the Doug Peterson offense is starting to use him similar to the way that they use Zach Ertz back in the day. Not that he's the same level player because he's yeah. not. But I think, I mean, obviously the role is was very important to Philly when Doug Peterson was there, and you see what he's done for Lawrence, just the way that he uses him. I'm kind of growing. Like, Evan Ingram's growing on me. I don't know about for the rest of the nope. season if he's going to be, you nope. know, lights out. I think next year if he sticks in Jacksonville, he could be a – He was a hell of an athlete coming out of Ole Miss. Yeah. About time he fucking does I mean, something. he's a wide receiver in a tight end's body, like similar to like a Devin Funches. And oh, really? That's where we're going to go? Well. Really? I mean, you look at him. They both got big – Yeah, both, Kelvin Benjamin was good too. He tried to transition to tight end. It just didn't work. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think Evan Ingram is going to be a, like under the radar, sort of cheap tight end one next year in, in drafts. Like I, what you thought Logan Thomas was going to be after that one season. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar actually. So oh, he switched positions too, actually. That's funny. Yeah. He was a former quarterback. Yeah. What Bot the fuck, Tech. man? I remember watching games of his on in college. I don't know why I remember him. Really? Yeah. I think cause the Hokies were actually decent at that time and he was there. QB and I, I liked, I liked the Cam Newton kind of course type did. at that time. You know, he was like a six six dude that could run mm-hmm. a little bit and could throw. Um, you were high on Jamarcus Russell, weren't you? At that, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought Brady Quinn was the truth that year. So. I was furious that the Vikings passed on Brady Quinn. <laughs> I was so pissed. And now he's just a fucking CBS analyst. Yeah, now he's just uh, making more money. Now he gets paid to critique TV. other people for things he could never do. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> basically, yes. And it's what they all do, basically, though. Um, I think Ingram's startable this week for sure. I kind of like the Jets D as much as I think that's going to be a shootout. I think there's very very big possibility of defensive touchdown scored here by them because Lawrence likes to turn the ball He over. can. He's been a lot better lately. He looked like God against us, actually, so... Well, you he guys played, make anybody look Yeah, like we're God. horrible. I mean, seven defensive starters out. Yeah, but he played very well. Yeah, I think Lawrence is an automatic start at this point, I think, until we see him cool off. Um, I'm okay. you got to start Evan Ingram, I think, at this at this point. Yeah, from it just it's – And Travis Etienne's If like you a, get any sign of life in any tight end, feel free to ride that mm-hmm. wave because yep. you're going to get burned anywhere else you go. So right. might as well get burned with what you thought was going to be a good play. Yep, and Etienne's always like a fringe RB1 at this point too, just based on the usage. Um, Jacksonville wide receivers. I know a lot of people are probably going to be all up on Zay Jones. I'm just waiting for the bottom to fall out with him. I don't. I just don't think he's all that talented. They just he's don't have much. Hardest else. working guy in football. And you say it every time we bring him up, but I just man. Every the multiple coaches have said it, and I mean, I don't know that I can see a huge drop off if he's if he's willing to be that 
guy. You know what I mean? If he's always in the lab, always That's working true. on his craft, maybe it's just a sign of that finally starting to pay off. Who it's, knows? it's just hard for me to buy into wide receivers I, that have bounced around the league yes. like that. And then all of a sudden now is just doing stuff like this. It's like, that doesn't happen very often. And like the thing is with multiple coaches saying that, that also means he left and went to other teams still yeah. like these coaches still let him walk right and that's that's the problem i have is like so where where did something change with him you know and how because why wasn't he worth it if he is correct because you want that guy in your locker room yeah. why would you not yeah um, um i think outside of that would you start anybody else defenses I mean, defenses i would i'd be okay starting the jets i wouldn't love it i think there's better options mm-hmm. but it's it's also can be it might be difficult to find a decent streamer that's going to give you more upside. Sure. So I'm okay rolling with the Jets' defense. Um, I, I don't want any part of the Jets' offense, none of them. I don't want a running back. He could – what's his name? Is it, is it something Knight? Uh, Bam Knight, they call him. But it's – Oh, it's, it's not Samir. It's, it's Zonovan. Zonovan, yes. People have been starting him a little bit, especially in PPR formats because he's been basically the, sure. the starter. Don't love him. It's just it's, – it's like – yeah, he has as much relevance to me as like a Zamir White, who everyone thought was going to steal Jacob's job I, this year and can't touch the field. No, so. I just I, he's going to get some work, but I don't know. I just anyone involved in that Jets offense—it's only I based off like of injury. Him. There's no reason he should be playing. Right. So, yep, um, limited upside. It's like the Eno Benjamin. That's a perfect example yeah. of how excited I'd be about yep. starting him. All right, let's move along. We spent enough time on Jacksonville, <clears throat> and we won't spend long on this game because it is going to be ugly. Desmond Ritter versus. Huntley, I dude. <laughs> yeah, this. I thought Desmond Ritter might be a sn- like nah, he looked horrible, sneaky because of the running ability and the way that they used. Yeah, um, the goat Mariota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the goat. I thought that okay, maybe they try to use Ritter the same way. Mariota was serviceable for a lot of the weeks this year, just As because a, yeah, of his rushing ability. Too, yep. he'd give you thirty or forty rushing yards, and if he gets a touchdown, you got a QB one. That's my quarterback, baby. Um, I thought that Ritter would do similar things because yeah. they don't need him to throw for three hundred yards. They don't need to change the offense at all, so Correct. everyone can still do what they do. So I was expecting him to come on and give you fifteen points. I was wrong. Is it Arthur but Smith's fault, or who is his fault? Is oh, it? it's always Arthur, oh, okay. Arthur Smith's fault. All right. It's always on the play caller. As a fucking hack. His dad will overnight ship you a fucking middle finger. <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> um, yeah, if if it's on the Atlanta side of things, because Tyler Algier had a big game last week, I think now he's eating into Cordero's use. Cordero wasn't RB2, firmly in the RB2 range. That's slowly tapering off for me. I think he's more of an RB3, maybe flex yeah, play at this point. I agree. Um, and Algier, I think, is kind of working his way into that same territory. Played great last week. He did. I think he had 100, what, 150 yards mm-hmm. rushing. Um, they're they're still just going to run the fuck out of the ball, so they're both going to get touches. It's just they're not high-value touches. You know, 25 carries for 100 yards is great, but in an offense that might score 10 points – I just that's it's it's really hard to buy into sure unless you're kind of backed into a corner where you've got to start one of those guys uh, i would start baltimore's defense this week 100 percent. they're mm. one of the best starts of the week it's about all i want in this game yeah Algier and then here in their defense and then with you know with baltimore <clears being> so <throat> beat up too mark andrews is the only and he's not even playing and he's well. not even a sure thing right now yeah he's he, been banged up a lot this year too he's been though. beat up and then with just how inconsistent that offense has been with with huntley not looking great you know, you have to start Mark Andrews, but at, 
you can't feel that comfortable with it. You're not going to get third round draft pick, Mark Andrews. Yeah, you're you're, but you have higher upside than most tight ends. It, At least it, you're going to get targets. It feels like a real gamble with him. Yeah, going it does forward. more than it should, and yeah. more than it has in the last couple of years. And and now that you know, with Duvernay being gone, Bateman being gone. Everybody knows all you got to do is shut down Mark Andrews, and they they have Demarcus Robinson. They can't move the fucking ball, mm-hmm. you know. So this is going to be a run heavy game. Yeah, welcome to Tennessee. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins, hello, start him again. He no, he's on IR. They put him on IR. Mm-hmm. They put Dobbins on IR. Mm-hmm. When? Uh, I got the notification. I did not see that. Let me see. Well, hello, Gus Edwards again. Yeah, maybe I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. Oh nope, Dobbins is healthy. What? Okay. Who did I see get put on IR? Wasn't J.K. Dobbins? Not breaking news. Okay, I was. He's not even on the injury report, so. Okay, I was. So That's surprised. what I saw. They removed him. I thought they added him. Okay. okay. But he had 13 carries last week for 125. I don't know how they're having success running the ball when he you... looks like he got shot. Not to make yeah. a joke, because someone actually did get shot in the NFL this year that plays running back. But like he actually looks like he has a gimp from he really does some severe injury. It looks horrible. It, it really looks bad. But I, I hope he maybe just runs out of it at some point, like Forrest Gump, and just eventually starts looking good again. But like, maybe he's getting better as the weeks progress because they're only using him, you know, 15 touches a game, which is so. for the best. They probably should be using him five. But. Yeah, that's it's it's better that they use him in limited fashion until the you know until. The, he probably gets closer to 100% because he's definitely not there. Yeah, now. but smash J.K. Dobbins this week. I love J.K. Dobbins this week. Yeah, yeah I think I think that – Sorry he, to scare you. I think he's definitely worthy of being in a starting lineup this yeah. week. All I, right, well, on to the next one, my friend. Detroit at Carolina. Yeesh. I like me some D.J. Moore uh, this week. I do too. Donald's get building some chem. I was – I mean, he's already had it, but – On the fence a little bit with D.J. Moore last week, and I said this, that I like – that he was playing with Darnold. It's a hell of a throw by Darnold on his touchdown. I don't know nice, if you saw it, but nice it was throw. nice. Um, and I actually, I, I fucked up, and I made the mistake of not starting DJ Moore last week because I was concerned about the offense just in general. Um, I think as long as Darnold's playing and healthy, DJ Moore is startable every week. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not going to be, I think, super Wide receiver sexy. one. Wide receiver two, though. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a you know high upside, high end play. You're not going to you're not going to love putting Brandon him in the Cooks, baby. But, um, I mean he's the clear cut number one option. They have I mean Terrace Marshall, but <laughs> I DJ Moore, I'm totally okay with being in lineups going forward. I he last week was all I needed to see. He had one dud game, but he also got hurt in that bad game. Um, and last week he didn't look hindered by the knee problem at all. Sure. So. I do like DJ Moore this week a lot. The Detroit pass defense is not good. They give tons of points to wide receivers and quarterbacks. Um, Outside of that, I mean, I'd start Amon Ross, St. Brown, DeAndre Swift. Oh, yeah. Possibly even Jamal Williams again. Khalif Raymond as a sneaky play. Yeah, or Josh I honestly like Khalif Raymond more than Jameson Williams right now. Jameson Williams is like a – they're using him as – He'll get there next year. Yes. It's very limited fashion the way they're using him right now. Um, next year I think he's gonna be. I don't know where to expect. I think he's gonna go. be good as shit next yeah, year. Yeah, I do too. I don't know where to expect he'll go in drafts at this point, but it's really. I mean, the sky's the limit for that dude. Mm-hmm. Especially you give him a full full off season to get on the same page. I think they're gonna run with Jared Goff again next year. Honestly, I think they take. They have two first round picks this year. I think that they take defense on both. I think that's a Dan Campbell type move. Uh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, but. Jamison, I I, I think decent free agents here too. But yeah, I mean, 
Right. Wide receiver class isn't great. All for, not missing. from a draft perspective, but from a free agency perspective. But running back class is good. Offensive line class is pretty good. And they don't they don't need much for a running back. They don't need offensive line. Yeah. They they could use a tight end now. <laughs> well, uh, that's their own fucking fault. That, that Hawkins is a them. bowler. Like, right. Uh, but defensively is where they need all the help they can get. So yeah, I could see that. So he's a defensive guy too. So, yeah, I, th- I think I'm not starting other defense. No, I I would consider Detroit just because Carolina's mm. offense can sputter. Detroit against running backs the last like six weeks have been averaging like seven points per game. They've actually been really good against the run. That surprises me. Uh, that really but they are susceptible me. to the pass. However, Carolina doesn't like to throw. If they don't have to. Sure. So I mean, I would be sitting Carolina running backs. Start DJ Moore and. I mean, Detroit, we already kind of covered who, we'd, who for sure is in yep. almost anybody's lineup at yep. this point. If you and it's the same as they have been. So, yep. And I think, I think I think that's just what you ride with Detroit. I don't think that changes yeah. the matchup because yep. they have to score to stay in games because their defense has been pretty. Yeah, and D- Detroit's been super hot. I think they win this game easily. Sure. Yeah. All right, Buffalo at Chicago. Another question mark here because how is Justin Fields going to do against a tough Buffalo Bills defense? When we said the same thing last week with Philly, and I he, think it's yeah. the same exact script this week that I repeated last week is either, got they're, either they're getting the shit beaten out of him and he's going to have to be, you know, they're using him a ton in the second half and he's running and he's, he's getting some garbage time points or they keep the game close kind of like they did last week. And he makes a couple of superhuman plays like that run. That God, almost dude, he's so good. Um, they got something in them. I think they're realizing. I don't. I don't love that they run them fifteen, twenty times a game. Sometimes it's how he's efficient, man. I, I don't love that for the long term, but for yeah, fantasy, Lamar's you love been it. Okay. Yeah, for fantasy, you love it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's true. So I think Fields is he's an automatic start going forward. You cannot leave him out of your lineup. I like Fields and Komet from Chicago's offense this week. The run game scares me, especially with Herbert back, and mm-hmm. I think Buffalo's pretty stout up front. I think you hammer everyone in Buffalo like you have been all year. Oh, I like Knox. I like Diggs. I like Allen-ish. I'm I'm okay with starting Singletary and James Cook as well. Yeah, I, because if they do get up, they will just run the ball. Yep, um, for sure. But outside of Komet and Fields, I don't think I like anyone in Chicago enough to start them. No, and even as much as I like Fields, uh, I'm still starting Buffalo's defense. Cause yeah. Fields, Fields has room to have a huge day, and Buffalo still has room to have a really good defensive day as I, well. I agree. I think there is a realm for both of them to exist at the same time. For sure. Uh, that's about all I got for that game, though. Yep. Uh, New Orleans easy. at Cleveland. Puke. Nick Chubb. That's, yeah. That's question number one for everybody. That. Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt. If it's not a running back, I want, I don't think any piece of anything right now. And even that sucks because, one, you don't know what's going to happen with Nick Chubb if he plays. What percent Correct. of Nick Chubb are you going to get? Two. Alvin Kamara has been a huge question mark these last 10 weeks. God, he's been horrible. He's really laid some eggs on you, and even in some favorable matchups, he's struggled. And three, what's Kareem Hunt going to do if Nick Chubb plays? Mm-hmm. What's the workload going to be? And if Nick Chubb doesn't play, Kareem Hunt immediately drops into the top of that conversation, and he's the third best running back of those three. Yeah, and I'm because Watson struggled so much, uh, Cooper's a he's a dice roll for me right now. Yes. Deshaun Watson is- should have had a touchdown, though. I didn't watch any uh, part. I didn't see any highlights from that game last week. But just as out of sync as they, he's looked throwing the ball. I don't want to be starting anybody tied into him until he has you know that game, especially in the playoffs. Do you really want to run with 
Amari Cooper when you've seen no. what three weeks of Deshaun and none of them have been good? I no. I'm I would lean towards. Sean Watson else. screwed a lot of people over. I'm not going to let him screw me over too. Correct. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Um, and then, yeah, New Orleans side of things. Just if it's if even if Olave is going to play. I don't love it yeah, the rest nope. of the season. Nope. Uh, I think that's just a game I stay away from altogether. Yes. Cleveland's defense is a is a great option yes. as well. Yes. I will say. Um great streaming option this week. Yeah, definitely. Outside the red of that, the red rocket will turn the ball over. Oh yeah, he's and if it's not him, if Jamin Jameis somehow gets into the game. Jameis coming you, to Tennessee next year, baby. Then, oh, oh my god. You would hate that. <laughs> you would hate it. You would oh you'd love god. it until the first game of the year when he throws Those two three, picks yeah. in the first half yep. and you're like, fucking get this guy off the field. And it's the worst part is I know it's coming and I'll still get pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. Well, I yeah. think we can slide on down now. Yeah, there's not a lot of need to Ooh, spend. Ooh, this time game could be an offensive firepower game kind of sorta. Um Seattle at Kansas City. This, I believe, I'm not going to look it up. I have them near, but I'm not going to take the time. I think this is the highest projected over-under of the week. Got to be close. It's For for sure, it's one of the top two or three. But Philly-Dallas might be. Yes. Yeah, I think it actually is. Um, Denver-Rams is probably up there, too. Oh, for sure. That's going to be a barn burner. <laughs> Literally, it's going to make you want to burn Or Tampa-Arizona-ish, dude. Good God. Uh, I, th- I think this is going to be... This is this is a game that I think Kansas City should win easily, but I just don't think it'll be a, a blowout. Seattle just always seems to hang in games. Even the games they're not winning because they don't look great all the time. I think that they're going to be able to keep it close. They're a tough out. They really are. I think Kenneth Walker, because Kansas City against the run hasn't they, been spectacular. That's the biggest thing is they can run the ball. Is They're not spectacular, but they can run the ball. And yep. if they, you can move the ball, you can stay in a lot of games just by killing time of possession. And the number one, bay, number one way you're going to beat the Chiefs, everybody knows this, you keep Mahomes and that offense off the field. Mm-hmm. So if if Seattle can run the ball, if Kenneth Walker has, uh, I think if he has over 100 rushing yards, this is going to be a... Seattle has a shot to win, I think. Oh, for sure. It's right? a it's a long shot, but it's a shot. If he gets over 100 yards, Seattle's not going to – if they lose this game, it's not going to be by more than one, one score. Mm-mm. And I actually honestly like Kenneth Walker in this game solely for the fact that I think they need to run the ball to win. Yeah, yeah. They, and they know it. You know, They know that he's going to have to be the focal point. It's an arrowhead. Um, Kansas City, this is – going to be cold. Yeah. But, I mean, Seattle also plays outside, and it's, I'm sure, not very warm there. So Yeah, well, it rains there all the fucking time. I mean, it's cold and windy. No, it's – Kansas City side of things, this is – you're you you pretty much know in the, uh, that offense who's locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. It's you know obviously the Mahomes, the Kelseys, Juju's. I think they're still their number one wide receiver. At this I think point. if I trust anyone, it's Juju going forward. He's had the yeah. most consistent target share, and yeah. I mean yeah, he doesn't score some weeks. And I think every wide receiver's had kind of a goose egg, so there is that realm of things. But I think when he does play, his floor is a little bit higher than the other guys. Who's the running back to start for Kansas City going? Nobody. Forward? <laughs> Jarek McKinnon's been hot. Jarek McKinnon has been hot, but I do believe in Isaiah Pacheco. They brought him back in after they benched him in the same game, and he did look pretty good. But McKinnon's work is more so in the passing game, and I think his value comes solely based on the fact that Kansas City is a pass-first team. Mm -hmm. So I think there's room for both of them. Sure. I think they're both, like, flex level. People are probably going to overvalue McKinnon, I think, a little bit right now. Clyde is gone. He's done. Uh, There's no need to have Clyde there. They can see... You know, you keep Pacheco for cheap, 
and you keep Jarek McKinnon for cheap, and you can just go two backs, and it's working for them. Mm-hmm. There's no need to have Clyde there. He's going to be. I thought that pick was a home run when he fell to him too. at 32, and they, he, they, he, it's just Clyde. He's going to be an afterthought next year. He'll still yep. be on the roster, but he's going to be fighting for playing well, time. He's not I think getting that fifth year extension, I'll tell you that much. 100 percent, no. No, they should already just they should just let him know. Hey, look, buddy, you're not going to get that. Start fifth looking year. for fucking finish your degree or something. Yeah. Um, um, on to the next game, I believe. Would you start either defense? Because I would not. No. That's nope. too stressful for nope. me. Uh, not on the off chance, not even the off chance, not on the decent chance that there's a lot of points scored I in this prefer game not. not having heart palpitations, so yeah. I will stay away from that. Yep. Um, on to the next game, we have the New York Football Giants at the Minnesota Vikings, and I will let you take this one away. The New Jersey Football Giants versus the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I, I never doubted this team. Uh, not once. Mm. When... We were down 33 nothing at half. I got up out of my chair. I started making some lunch. And all I could think about was how excited I was to watch what was about to happen next. <laughs> you know, before Patrick Peterson said it in the locker room, all I, all I kept thinking, all we need is five touchdowns. That's it. That ain't bad. That's all we need. Hey, if they can put 33 on us in one half, we can put 33 on them in one half. And we are playing Matt Ryan. And look what happened. Just got to believe, baby. Just got to believe. I was firmly, firmly, I knew we were going to win. That's, I mean, I remember, I remember you calling me yeah, never when the ball was in the air at the, at the Minneapolis Miracle game and saying, dude, I told you he's going to catch it. And, he, <laughs> and he, he hadn't even caught it yet. It was insane. Oh, my wife, if she listens to this, is going to troll the living shit out of me. <laughs> when we were watching the Minneapolis Miracle game about, four or five minutes i think it was when the the saints kicked the field goal to take the lead late yeah i looked at her i said start the car (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she never lets me hear the end of that that's so funny she loves to put a little twist on it too now every time she says it it's like start the car just super dramatic like you just raised your hand as Uh you said it yeah get out there no i legitimately was questioning life at halftime last week i was like why do i watch this team this is bullshit. This is why the Bills I, are my backup. I'm like, this is why I pick a Super Bowl contender for a backup team every mm-hmm. year. Uh, Just the was, best NFL fan you could ask for. I was ready, I think. ready to be done with all Minnesota sports. <laughs> it was atrocious. The fire was started in the backyard. He was ready to start throwing shit in. Oh, man. I was tying the noose <laughs> when they scored their first touchdown and they had life. Yeah. The, I mean, that what a game. I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody's there. leave it to Indy, dude. Fucking leave it to Indy. Yeah. Hey, you should be happy. That's a division rival that crumbled. No, that's a division opponent. I would not call them a rival <laughs> at this point. Um, I think. Well, going into this game now, not to sit here and bask in our glory from last week. Yeah, what a game though. Um, you guys have gotten so lucky so many times this year. Well, I'd rather be lucky than good sometimes. Yeah. Because when you're not lucky, you lose 40-3. to Yeah. Well, we've done that too. So we covered a lot of the spectrum this year. They've pretty much hit everything. Yep. They've gotten blown out. They haven't blown anyone out yet, though. Maybe they do it this week. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think so either, but there's a shot. They can't pass worth a shit, so. Giants defense is pretty And their tight end is fucking irrelevant, so, oh, I'm so pissed at Bellinger. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you should write him a, a strongly worded letter. I needed four points from Bellinger going into that game to win my fantasy matchup, and he had one catch for, like, four yards. <laughs> um, and he got it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so since, since we're on the topic of New York Giants, 
if it's not Saquon we Barkley, I think there's nothing really worth. Yeah, it. Richie I, James. No, I would be okay, <laughs> I would be okay with. I think I might stream Daniel Jones because you guys have a tough time with mobile quarterbacks, and we Daniel have, Jones is not the first person you'd think of, but he can run. And we have a tough time stopping the pass. Now, after two weeks ago, when everybody was screaming to fire a defensive coordinator, the defense I think took that a little bit personally because in the second half. First of all, the first half against the Colts, well, that wasn't the defense's fault. There was a couple drives where the Colts kind of marched right down the field, but for the most part, I mean, that was a blocked punt return for a touchdown. That was a pick, pick six thrown. Six, yep. Thank you, Jalen Rager. Um, that was not necessarily – that wasn't on the defense completely. I mean, they were they were behind the eight ball from the start, and in the second half, they clamped that shit up. They locked him down. Yeah, so, it's wild that Kirk got better as it got later in the day. Yeah, and that – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> noon Kirk Cousins on a Saturday and then you know thinking about the Colts offense without Jonathan Taylor isn't that different from the Giants offense right now mm-hmm. there's not much on either so if they can if they can shut down the Colts uh, granted they didn't have Jonathan Taylor but if they could shut down the Colts like they did last week there's no reason they can't do the same thing against the Giants this week I'm not saying I expect it to happen um, but there's a, I think, a real chance that the defense can keep this Giants offense from really putting points on the board. Um, if it's not Saquon Barkley, maybe Richie James. Yeah, I I'm don't want anything. I, I like Daniel Jones and Saquon. Daniel Jones is a streamer, and that's it. Yeah, and from Minnesota side, Dalvin Jefferson. It's Thielen. all the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. You know? Even Thielen, I like this week. Hawkinson. Thielen's been stable. He's not Kirk. giving you any blow up, blow up weeks. He's never going to. But I'm convinced you guys don't play road games. By the way, yeah, every game's in Minnesota. Hey, I'll take it. It's wild. Um, yeah, Minnesota. There's really it's it's status quo this week. Mm-hmm. All the normal starters are in your lineups. Um, I think you can stream Kirk if you want to play Kirk. I think Thielen can be a, a wide receiver two ish or three flex option, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I. I can leave it at that. Sure. You know, there's there's not much to say about Jefferson. There's not much to say about Cook. I think there's room for those guys to have another great game. Which is expected. Yep. So, I mean, that's on, yeah, pretty much on, it. On to Cincinnati at New England. We're on to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. I wish this game was in Cincinnati. So I, I do, too, so that, that would actually be applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, since he's on a roll, they're, yeah, they're very hot. much like the Super Bowl run of last year team where they're just all. They're getting hot at the right time. Yeah. Yep. Cincinnati, they're so hot right now. Uh, I would say that I'm comfortable starting any wide receiver that plays, even Tyler Boyd. Their injuries have been kind of a lot lately. So Yeah, and you got to wonder what's going on with T. Higgins because he's been kind of hit or miss the last couple of games. Mm. I don't know what he did last week, but the week before that was the dud that he put up, and that fucked a lot of people. Yep. Um, Jamar Chase is a monster. He's been great since he came back. Will continue to be. I'm curious to see what they do against New England because you know, we know Bill Belichick. We know he's a defensive oh. guru. So I don't, I, I'm I'm looking forward to see the matchup because you know since he played Tampa last week and Tampa's defense looked really good in the first half, mm-hmm. but since he figured out a way to to move the ball, I think Burrow threw for four touchdowns. I, he only had like 190 passing yards, but they still made something happen. Yeah, he's um, fun to watch. So you have to you have to start all the the big names in Cincinnati. Yeah, New, I don't think New England's defensive scheme really works here where they try to take away their best player since he's got a good player there's everywhere enough. so it's just yeah. it's, there's too much where I think everybody eats. Yep. Joe Mixon I think is a fringe RB1. 
with upside. Jamar Chase is a fringe wide receiver one with upside. T. Higgins is probably right in that wide receiver two range for me. And Boyd, I, I'd be okay with starting as a flex. Joe Burrow's an automatic start for quarterback. And that's that's it. I don't think Hayden Hurst is going to be back in this game. I don't think you need to look at any tight end in Cincy. And if, again, we're seeing this theme with a lot of teams right now, but if it's not the running back in New England named Ramondre Stevenson, there's nothing else. I'd even said him this week. I think since he's going to do the same thing, knowing that New England can't really beat you through the air, and I think yeah. they're going to run the 6-1, and I think he they're going to shut down the run game. If you can, if you can stuff Stevenson and shut him down, I mean, Mac Jones, I don't think he's thrown for more than probably 250 yards in a game this year. Tom Brady's kid. They just don't have it. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for that game. Yep. I, I would honestly consider starting Cincy's defense here. I like the pick this week. Sure. Yeah, I, you you could do worse than Cincy's defense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Houston at Tennessee is the next game on the schedule, and I think Derrick Henry has a great first half, and then I think that we lose the game because we suck. Um, too many injuries. They're piling up now to a point that Tennessee is just a shell of what it used to be. You're not getting the same Tennessee team of old. The offensive line will not be able to sustain blocks as they just keep taking losses. Lost Dylan Raiden's now here for the year with an ACL as well. So I do think, actually, as I'm being dramatic, I do think Tennessee wins this game, but I don't think it's a I blowout. I was just going to say, I don't think they blow them out. And I don't think Derek has a Derek game against Houston like he's had solely for the fact that this offensive line is in shambles yeah, right now. Houston knows that if you can – just stack the box. There's not much that, mm-hmm. not much that Tennessee's going to be able to do to to yeah. fight that off. I think it's going to be a fairly close game. Uh, I like Houston, Houston's tight ends this week. Houston's scrappy for how bad of a roster that is. They fight. You know, that Dallas game they showed something. They played hard last week too. I don't love Lovey Smith as a coach. <laughs> I don't like the roster. I don't think any part of that offense is worthy of being in a lineup right no, now. They just got to keep blowing it up. But. They somehow just hang in games. Aren't as bad as they should be for having no relevant players. Yeah. Um. I. Maybe Brandon Cooks. I don't think he's even going to play. Yeah, he probably won't. Uh, Nico, Nico Collins, Collins actually might be a sneaky flex start solely just because he's a bigger framed wide receiver and we struggle with that. I don't know if he'll play either. I don't think he's practiced since yeah. two or three weeks ago. It's just a question of monitoring. If there's a, that was just why I went back to the tight ends, especially with those guys out. We struggle against tight ends and big-bodied guys. If they have no other pass-catching options, it's going to be a lot of hyper-focus out there. I, it'll be rough. Chris no Moore. Damian Pierce, though, which is nice. Chris right. Moore is another good option. Chris Moore could be an option this week, especially I if like Collins Chris and Cooks don't play. Even if a Cooks is healthy to healthy enough to play this week, I don't think he wants to play mm-hmm. for the Texans anymore. I don't. I just think they scratch I don't him. think anyone wants to play for the Texans True. anymore. And Collins. Except for Davis Mills, because that's the only place he'll get a job. Correct. Correct. Um, I would not start either defense. Fuck that. You are asking to get negative points if you start either of these defenses. Yeah, which is weird because I still don't. I don't think either team is going to score more than like twenty four no, points. But these but teams aren't going to do shit. Yeah, against they're both horrible. I defenses. just think there's going to be a lot of running and just not a lot of. It's going to be a very snooze fest game, which has been the mo for Tennessee all year. So that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, Washington at San Fran is the next game on the board. I think San Fran heavily, heavily kills Washington this week. I. Totally agree. Unless Brock Purdy doesn't play. No, I, I think I totally agree. They with expect that. him to, but he I will. Think. He played last week. And I he's, think he's, he's been playing week. lights out, which is actually great. nuts. You know, San Francisco put, what, 35 on Tampa a couple weeks ago? That team's for real. Hung it on them, and they didn't score. Yeah. That team's for fucking real. 
And Washington's defense has been great this the last, especially the last like eight or ten games. San Fran's defense is starting to believe in them too. Yeah, Washington's a scrappy team too. <clears throat> They're still in it. I mean, they could still get in the playoffs. Which is wild somehow, but uh, they're they're just like Tennessee. No one will respect them, but they're seven and seven. They're going to be a tough out if they get in, and they're <clears throat> they're a tough out now. But San Francisco, I think, is a too many weapons. I think they're on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I, I think they're in not even another league. They're in, a, I mean, a full of separation. Yeah. Like they're they're two or three leagues better than than Washington right yeah, now. Yeah, San Fran's been fantastic down the stretch here. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it's in San Francisco as well. So Christian McCaffrey should get another full load of touches mm-hmm. this week. Um, Pause. And I think George Kittle's also going to have a nice game. Yeah, I do too. Oh, I like Scary Terry. I I don't love him just because of the San Fran matchup, but he's their number you one. You got to start him. You have to, yeah. You, you can't, unless you have fucking Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, <coughs> Devontae Yeah, Adams. right. You got to find a way to get McLaurin in your lineup because he's the clear cut one. They'll give you the best option for the highest floor. I yeah. would say. Yep, for sure. Um, I would start San Francisco's defense. Yes. I would not start Washington's. They've no. been decent lately, but I just nobody against that offense. There's when McCaffrey is like your second best player, skill position wise. Granted, Debo's going to be out, but I when they're interchangeable and the fact that both of them can be one or two and it doesn't matter that's a scary scary thought for opposing defenses yeah i don't hate washington's defense but i don't love them enough that i would start them over yes. like cleveland yeah or, right you know, that's some a perfect of those. example uh, i think since he since he and washington i'd, I'd call those about the same for me so mm-hmm. i don't i like washington's defense better but they got a much tougher match yes um, so you could do worse, but I think you could also do better. Yeah. All right, on to the game of the week, Philly at Dallas. That uh, should be a fun one. I think you just got to let it fly. Anyone yeah. Anyone in this game is a go for me. Yeah. I, I wouldn't start Dallas's defense, actually, which has probably been your mainstay all year. That's the one product I wouldn't put out on the field that I've probably started all year. Yeah, I, I would – I would stay away from both defenses this week. <clears throat> Dak has actually thrown quite a few interceptions since he came. Yeah, actually, injury, I don't know that I love Dak this week either, just yeah. based on Philly's past defense, and he really hasn't been great in fantasy. If there's one person I'm scared about, it's Dak. Yeah, I think I like Gardner over Dak this week. Really? Mm-hmm. I think that's a. I think that's fair. Um, I think Gardner, like I said earlier. I think he's going to be just extra motivated to put a little bit more yeah, out there this week. With Leach. Yeah, and I, I do think Nick Sirianni strikes me as the type of dude because we've seen this with some of like the revenge games. or you know. Team. Oh, what are you bringing up, Wink? What are you, what are well, you hinting I, at? I wouldn't be shocked to see near to see Sirianni. Try to game plan to get Gardner get, good stats. Yes, yeah. game plan to give him the opportunity to to have that that big that day. moment and say mm, yes. up yours yep. to everyone who doubted me yep. yeah i i wouldn't be shocked at all to see philly come out throwing you know yeah just take a shot on the first play yeah that'd be, yeah, that'd be yep. sweet i think i i really really like aj brown this week even though it's a toughish mm-hmm. matchup um and i think devonta smith is questionable right now if i remember correctly uh i i, I think he's yeah. expected to play yeah he is um I, I like A.J. Brown more than Devonta Smith, but they're both absolutely startable right now. And yeah, well, I don't think I'd start Quez Watkins, but I would start nope. those too. Yep, and Dallas Goddard's a smash start for Titans. Um, chances are if you have a decent amount of players in this game, your fantasy team's probably in pretty good shape and stick yeah. with the guys that got you here. Yep, that's totally agree. On to the next, baby. Vegas at Pittsburgh. Oof. Josh Jacobs is a must start, obviously. Yep. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, Devontae Adams is a must start, obviously. I don't like Derek Carr this week. Yeah, I think they could struggle protecting him. Mm-hmm. With, and that, yep. With TJ Watt being there. and I agree. Um, yeah, that, for me, it's going to come down totally this this matchup for fantasy purposes. It's totally going to come down to whether or not Derek Carr can have like even a league average game. Yeah, if he does, I think they win. Yeah, because they, they... And they need it. Right. In the last few weeks, he's not throwing for a ton of yards. And it, for fantasy, he's not been great. No, and Devontae's suffering a little bit because of it. A little bit, and and there was room for Devontae to have huge weeks when Waller and Renfro weren't there because even if they threw for 200 yards, 150 of them were going <laughs> his way. But now those two are both back, so you know you might see a couple less red zone targets every game, and you might see a couple less targets over the middle of the field every game. And so now all of a sudden, if Derek Carr is throwing for 200 yards and Devontae's not reeling in 150 of them, that's noticeable, mm-hmm. you know. So that's if if they're not able to move the ball through the air more consistently for the next two weeks, Devontae could end up being. I still think he's a wide receiver one, you know, but, yeah, I, but he's fringe. not going to be that like clear cut top two or one or two option. Mm-hmm. It was good to see. Um, what's his name? Darren Waller actually score. Yeah, yeah. It was good um, to see him back. Yeah. So I hope that that continues because. Any sign of life at the tight end position is lovely. So yeah. I will take that any day of the week. And Darren Waller owners this year must just be distraught at this mm-hmm. point. If you're still in the playoffs, you got to be, I mean, happy to have him back, but also kind of scared because it's like even when he was there earlier this year, he was not spectacular, and then he got hurt and missed a ton of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the tight end landscape being the way it is, you know, we say it more than once every episode. You can't what you can get. Yeah, you take exactly. You take what you can get because you're not going to find much else out there. Yeah. So, um, but I will say on the other side of it, I actually like Friar Muth as well this yeah. week. He's he actually is my borderline pick of the week, but I lean more towards the positive side of it because Vegas is so bad against the tight end, and they don't really have a lot in the past game, especially if Deontay doesn't go. Yeah, the Vegas defense just isn't great in general, and they're allowing ten and a half points to tight ends, which is yeah it in the bottom eight or ten in the league. Mm-hmm. I like Najee this week. I like both running backs in this game, truthfully. Yeah, I do too. I think both are going to have good days. I think it's going to be Josh- – I think that's the first time this year I've said that I actually like Najee. Josh Jacobs at this point is pretty much matchup proof just with based on the way they use him. And-, well, yeah, and But the fact that he can go nuclear, you have to bet on that. Yes. Yeah, you're 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 at this. You're never going to consider taking him out of your lineup. No. Um, and the the Raiders' run defense is not very good either. They're also giving up. You know, they're a bottom five team against running backs. For yeah, points now she's a well. big boy. So yeah, I think it's going to be a, a good game for both running backs. And then you know, it's the the big names. Hunter Renfro. I'm not. No. Yeah. Not yet. Not considering yet. Show me something. Yeah. Yep. I think I can't have that big of a dice roll in a fantasy playoff game. Yeah, and the. The switch that they've made to being more run heavy after some of those injuries happened is definitely the recipe for success for them. And so I just don't think you're going to see enough targets to go around to have, you know, Devontae be Devontae, Hunter Renfro. I don't think you're going to see those 10 target games for him. I don't think you're going to see the 10 target games for Waller. Yeah. It's going to be more evenly distributed um, because Josh Jacobs is going to be taking the ball 25 times a game. 
And with that being said, I believe we can move on to the Christmas Day games. Absolutely. And we got, what a Christmas present, Green Bay at Miami. <laughs> oh, my God. I uh, Actually, the worst Christmas presents, Denver at L.A. That's to be fucking horrible. Yeah, that's just like a fuck you from... Uh, yeah, don't start anyone in that game. I don't, we can just cover that really quick because there's not a soul in that game I want outside of Jerry Judy. And Denver's defense. Yeah. Denver's defense would actually be solid pick this week solely on the fact that L.A. looks horrible. Oh, yeah. Horrible. I think that's my favorite defensive matchup of the yeah, week. Yeah, ba- Baker's able- a big question mark right now. He looked like the Baker of old in week two. Yeah. So. I was actually able to pick up Denver's defense on waivers yesterday. That's huge. Which was awesome for me. I already had Baltimore, but I was like, hey, you know, if I got a roster that's, spot, yep, I'll take them so somebody else can't have them. <laughs> um, yeah, so... That game and, is the equivalent of coal in your stocking for Christmas. Mm-hmm, stay away from Baker's. Stay away from Baker. Stay away from turning that game on i don't know there's just it's just yeah, gonna be horrible stay away from baker acres the candlestick maker Ooh. you stay away from all of it but i'm not a rapper i'm a poet sweet I didn't even know it sweet dollar tea from mcdonald's have you seen that video no oh, you're missing out <laughs> fucking brainerd uncultured fucking uncultured <laughs> all right so that game's over with we can move back to the green bay miami game yeah um i like me some christian watson this week Miami's horrible against the pass and I think he picked up on Aaron Rodgers' frustration with him again this I think past week. Rodgers is going to give him another chance this week. He, oh, he, he will. Got, he knows he's all he's got. Yeah. He, he is his best option for sure, and he's yeah. had some success. I think Christian Watson could be a good receiver in this league. Yeah, Watson missed that signal from Rodgers. If you watch that game, he threw him a hand signal at the goal line and, and ran a wrong route or something, and, yeah. and it, it the play failed. Either way, they still won the game, so... Maybe Aaron Rodgers should get with his wide receivers and make sure they know what the fucking hand signs mean. Well, yeah, he should. That's where um, I'm at. I think Green Bay is going to actually hang in this game. They're, I do too. They're not. Dead. I think it's to be closer than people think. They're not dead, and it's do or die at this point. You can't. You need to win out and have the teams in front of you lose out. But they need to handle their business first and foremost. Um, I think they're going to play tight. I really do. I think they're going to keep it close. Aaron looked not horrible last week, I will say. And it seems like <clears> they figured out that if they can lean on A.J. Dillon a little bit more in the yes, running game, too. Yes, they need to involve them both more than they have. That needs to be a two-headed monster, and a, they need to not care who gets the ball. Yeah, that's elevated their their offense and their team as a whole. Cause look at LeFleur adapting. Good for him. Yeah, well, I it's mean. It's been a rough year for him. He's a, I, I, <laughs> he's he's a, a great coach. coach. He's yeah. a great coach. He's it's just been coach. a rough he's year a, for him. He's a smart guy. I, I think they're going to keep it close. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see them going to Miami and win this game. Mm-hmm. You know, they have Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't looked Beautiful like weather. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron's looking at where he's going to be playing next year. I mean, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers with fucking Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Fuck me. I watched the highlights of the LSU Alabama game before the national championship, uh, or before the college football playoffs. That game was fucking ridiculous. All on the same field. Pros everywhere. Yeah, literally Jefferson, Chase, Burrow, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Ma- Moss was the tight end who had a stint in the NFL. And Alabama side, they had Waddle, Najee Harris, Devonta Smith, Tua Tega Viola. It basically, was, and then on the defense, there was a shit ton of guys too that I could. It, it was fucking insane. Every player that scored a touchdown, the NFL player, first round pick, second round pick, first round pick, first round pick. Alabama's <laughs> entire roster, like two, three, four years ago, was basically That's why they're an so NFL fucking roster. good because their practice is harder than the games. Yeah, like it's just what it is. Yeah, they're they're ridiculous, but um. Not to get too sidetracked, we can hop back into the NFL. But no, yeah, I, I think both running backs for Green Bay. I I'm okay starting. AJ Dillon's been getting a lot of work. He came out and missed most of the end of that game, but he's off the injury report now. I think mm. he's gonna be fine. Mm. Um, Obviously, start Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. Yeah, 
and, and uh, I love Raheem Mostert this week. Do you? Because I'm Green Bay's run D is soft as hell, and Raheem Mostert's fast as hell. And I think that it, especially if this game gets out of hand, which a lot of people probably think it's going to, because Miami is so good, we don't. But I yeah, I don't think there's a decent be. chance. It, but if it does, Raheem Mostert's going to kill him. All right, there it is. Uh, either defense, any interest? Mm, no, 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 because like you said, Miami's defense isn't good, and if the blow-up were to happen, or if one team blows one team out, I think Miami's going to blow Green Bay out. And even if that happens, I don't trust their defense enough to de- get anything done. I don't either. Not against, I think Aaron's going to come out firing. Yeah, I do too. I All think right, Aaron so has a good game. to the last game of the schedule, Tampa Bay at Arizona. I think Tampa will handily win this game. They have to, for one. Go and Bucks. two, Kyler is out for the year. Uh, I think it immediately drops everyone on Arizona's. I mean, look at even... D-Hop last week had a rough game. And, yeah, he has shown success with bad wide receivers, but he's not going to have the first three weeks of games like he had when he came back off the suspension where he's getting 13 targets a game. Right. He might get you 10 targets, but, I mean, eight receptions for 60, 70, 80 yards, but touchdown upside, not there. James Conner would be, I think, a great start this week, except it's Tampa's run defense. Yep. And they're very good against the run. Now, they've been missing Vita Vea and some other pieces, but – I believe he's back this week. I think he's going to be back this week. They were talking about that in the game against Cincy. So Connor would normally be, I think, a smash start right now just because, you know, he's kind of the focal point of the offense. They they need to keep him going if they want to have chances to win right now. Um, he's been a great play the last few weeks just because of the usage. But this is the week I would probably fade James Connor if you've got an option that you could plug in that has more upside. I just don't see the upside. <clears throat> sure. And there's just not a lot, a lot, a lot. Oh my God! I just had another seizure. Second one during the podcast. Um, there's not a lot to love in Arizona right now. Definitely not. Not the defense either. I think Tom's still playing relatively at a high level. Not fantastic, but enough that he can dice him up. Yeah, he's good enough. I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both have decent games this I week do too. I just don't think Arizona can hang because I don't think the offense can sustain drives. Yeah. Therefore, I think honestly, playoff Lenny has a pretty good game here too. And the Bucks, their back's up against the wall a little bit. They're still probably going to win that division, but they have to show some life at some point. I honestly real feel soon. like playoff Lenny's going to have a better game than White. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, they're using both Goal of line. them, and neither one's been great. Um, White's not been horrible. I'm no. actually having mine. I'm in a four-flex league where they got rid of the tight end and then just added two extra flexes, and I've been running him in one of the flex spots since he took over, and he hasn't been horrible. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think Tampa. They need to show some life. They are fully aware that they have not looked good most of this entire season. <laughs> I think everyone's fully aware of that. I mean, that's no secret. Um, and if if you need to get right for the playoffs, you got to do it real fucking quick. And you know, Arizona's Tom's just saving himself. He knows he can't give it a full season anymore. He's just waiting until it matters, well, just like in New England. Gronk's getting bored. Yeah, wouldn't that be wild? Add him into that offense. I mean, it can't hurt. No. They need another passing option is never a bad thing, especially when it's someone you built rapport with over 12 seasons or yeah. however long Gronk played for. I don't think it was 12. But Russell Gage is also, I think, creeping into my – He's been playing season. well the last couple weeks. Yeah, he had, a, what, at least one touchdown I think he had two. And, he might have had two. I believe he, he had two. Had, he had a really big game. Or maybe it was one in a two-point conversion. But regardless, he had a pretty nice game, and yeah. Tom was looking at him in the red zone. Yeah. That's, that's positive. Well, and because, because they – Like him a lot more than Julio. Yeah, and because they can't get the ball deep very often because their offensive line isn't very good, they're targeting those quick hitters. And Mike Evans is not a—he's not that type of receiver. Chris Godwin is, but you can't hyper focus on him all the time because defenses are going to do the same. So I think Russell Gage is 
kind of he's getting more involved because of necessity and I think that continues so I do think Russell Gage is worthy of picking up and stashing him on your bench I think this could continue for him going forward so he's a guy that I would hang on to right now and just see what you got and if you need if you need to start a flex because of an injury or because you're thin at wide receiver um, he's a really good I think high upside play yeah no I agree with that statement I'm not gonna lie it's just I don't think this game's gonna be as exciting as I want it to be and as exciting yeah. as it could have been so it's hard to get it's hard to get We're too amped yeah, this one. Yeah, for sure. Especially when it's the night game on Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so into the Monday night game. Chargers at Indy. Coming off the worst upset loss of their entire careers, I'm sure. Because it's the biggest comeback in NFL history. I'm sure none of them have blown a bigger league in any other <laughs> realm. How does Indy respond to that? Do they come out this week looking good? <clears throat> I don't think so. No, Jeff Saturday doesn't know how to respond to that. And JT's done for the season. Mm-hmm. He got put on IR. Chargers run defense is soft, but it looks like uh, Derman James is going to be back this week as well. So now if they do have to pass, they have to deal with that as well. I think the Chargers handily beat them. I think they should. They are trending in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. Zach Moss looked pretty good for Indy last week, but it's Zach Moss. Yeah, he's not Jonathan Taylor. Deion Jackson had moments last week as well. He also fumbled. He's really not bad. He's not bad. Um, So it's a soft run defense, but the Colts, I mean, do they just lay down? Because they're... I, I just I don't know man that's that's hard to come back from a, a game like that and to, to have to play the Chargers now a team that also is like they got a lot to play for at, at the moment um I don't know man I I feel like this could get out of hand mm-hmm. and the over under on this game is 46 points oh, indie fans are gonna go nuclear if they get killed if if the over under if, if you hit the over in this game or if you get anywhere near for 46 total points it's gonna be I think mostly the Chargers <laughs> I, I I I don't know, man. I just feel like Indy that took a lot of wind out of their sails. It's it, it would be impossible for it not to. How yeah. can you be? How can you not be completely demoralized after legitimately blowing the biggest league in regular season history? Right. I think it's That's, actually in NFL history. I think I don't think there's been a bigger. No, there hasn't. That was the biggest in NFL history. Um, it's fucking brutal. Yeah, interesting tidbit. Take that one on the chin. Right. Some people have probably already heard this, but they the previous record for biggest comeback in NFL history was by the Bills against the Oilers mm-hmm. back at whatever the playoffs 90 yeah it was something. what was it 31 31 or 32 mm-hmm. uh orchestrated by Frank Reich who the Colts just fired so <laughs> um I'm sure he was actually kind of oh uh, uh, he was smiling maybe he was calling in plays to Minnesota I, he might have been on the phone at halftime saying hey <laughs> I see what's going on this is on what here. they're gonna do in the yeah. second half to adjust bury yeah. him <laughs> um don't I, I, I'm I'm not touching anybody on Indy this week. I don't care who it is. That's fair. And basically anyone on the Chargers offense, I'm all good. Fired up and let's go. Um, Herbert's an automatic. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, they're automatic starts. Austin Eckler's clearly an automatic start. Gerald Everett, you can throw in there, I think, as well, because they there's always high upside with him. Yep, I'd start the Chargers D. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Hammer For the Chargers. Sure. I actually probably like them the most this week that I've probably liked them since week one. Yeah, they've not been great because of that soft run defense, but, I mean, Indy missing Jonathan Taylor coming off of a just demoralizing loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the Chargers defense a lot this week as sure. well. 
All right. Well, with that being said, I think we can slide into our shine pines and borderline. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Um, um, my first shine, like I covered a little bit, was Raheem Mostert versus Green Bay. I think their run defense incredibly soft. I think that they're going to be in Miami. And as much as Aaron's going to hang around, I think towards the end of the third quarter, Miami will start to run away a little bit. And I think Raheem Mostert's due for a nice day versus sure. that run D. I'm actually going to stick to the same game. I you think Aaron Rodgers has a nice day. I like it. Uh, I was fucking need it, man. Yeah, when I was looking uh, looking up some numbers and stuff, trying to pick, figure out my picks for this this week, um, I was kind of blown away. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a single twenty point game this season mm-hmm. for fantasy and st- like standard quarterback scoring leagues, which is crazy. I think he hits twenty this week, and I think it's pretty easily. Mm. Uh, he's he's had a number of games where he's got seventeen, eighteen points because he's got Flirts. you know. 180 passing yards but two touchdowns i think this week he gets you know 200 250 passing yards and he still throws for a couple scores okay i think he gets into the 20s this week i think he's a qb1 um i think they finally like i said earlier with their backs against the wall this is where he's going to be playing his best football and he has to and he knows it i think he trusts his receivers more he was throwing to romeo dobbs last week he's been using christian watson alan lazard is very trusted if not you know, highly productive all the time. Um, they're figuring out how to use those running backs. I really, I like the direction that the Packers are going. Not as a Vikings fan, but for fantasy, I like the direction they're going. Yeah, especially think, with Watson. I think Rodgers has, hands down, his best week of the season. Okay. Uh, my only other shine is Garrett Wilson versus Jacksonville. And like I said, I, not a lot of people are on this buy-in with me, but I think this game is going to be more of a shootout than people expect. Sure. I don't expect Zach Wilson to play like he did last week. He's not going to play as reserved. And I think because Trevor Lawrence has been playing so well, they're going to have to throw to win this game. Yeah, they'll have to cut it loose. Yeah, so I love me some Garrett Wilson this week. I think that yeah, I don't hate that. Zach Wilson's going to realize that he is really playing for his career right now. Uh, he, he better fucking realize it. Because if he doesn't realize it soon, it's going to be... Yeah, I guess it's not really a matter of him realizing it. It's him realizing it and doing something about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't hate that that logic at all because I do think they're going to have to throw the ball to keep pace uh, with with the Jags this week. Mm-hmm. I don't have any other shines. Um, right. If you want, pines. I can dive right into my piner. Do it. Michael Pittman. I'm sitting him. I said it when we just, just now when we were talking about that yep. game. I'm not touching anybody on the Colts. Nope. Uh, Chargers pass defense is the strength of that, you know, that unit. And you just lost your run game in Indy, so what are they going to harp on? Right. So they don't have a whole lot left. You know, he's probably going to get a little bit of, you know, he's probably going to get his targets. He might get you, you know, four, five, six receptions. Mm -hmm. He might get you a few more than that. I don't think they're going to be worth much. Um, I think he's going to be primed to disappoint this week. Like I said, that pass defense in, in L.A. is much better than the run defense and if the Colts try to focus on you know gashing him on the ground I just I don't like Pittman this week I don't know I guess it's part of it's a gut feeling but um I would much rather take a shot on a bench wide receiver that I think has a lot more upside than Pittman this week sure for sure it's uh, playoffs you got to shoot for the ceiling is that your only pine yes all right I have two pines uh my first one's Dak at Philly we went over that. He really hasn't been impressive from a fantasy perspective. Philly does have a pretty good run game and pass game. And Dallas has just been so good on the ground. That yeah, they have. I know that Philly does have a good run defense, but I still think Dallas has success just based on the one-two punch. They're really learning how to use Zeke and Pollard together, yeah. limiting Zeke's touches, and they're using Zeke at the right time to where his touches are now still effective. Yep. And I just... 
I think if they do have success, because they have to win this game if they have any shot of winning, because I think Philly clinches if they do beat Dallas this week, the NFC East. So if Dallas wants to make it interesting at all, they absolutely have to win this week, and I think it starts on the ground. That's where they've been having their success, and mm-hmm. that's where they need to continue to do it because Pollard's been phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he act- even the short little screens I think is the only thing that could sh- salvage uh, Dak's day if Pollard takes one in from like forty to fifty on sure. a screenplay or something like that. But I don't think CD has a lot of success. I don't think Dak has a lot of success, and I think it's because of Dak's struggles. Mm-hmm. And they can get to the passer. Fair enough. Um, my uh, only other pine will be Ramondre versus Cincy, and I alluded to the six one. I am terrified of the six one. <laughs> it stopped, in my opinion, the best running back in football consistently for an entire game with no hope of ever getting better. And other teams have had success doing it as well. Um, I don't think it matters so much how good your defense is. It's a matter of if you can run the scheme because it's happened multiple times to Derrick Henry, and he has had a lot of struggles. So. With that being said, Ramondre, I think, loses some touches to Damian Harris as well if he comes back, which also makes me less prone to start him. And I think the combination of that versus a tough run defense in Cincinnati as well just makes me want to stay away from that game. Sure. All right. Um, I will jump into our borderlines, I suppose. I've got Darren Waller at Pittsburgh. (laughs) I have (laughs) Pat Fryermuth at Las Vegas. So we had the battle of the tight ends in this game. Yeah, I think – Waller, he he. I put him on the borderline list because Pittsburgh against tight ends is very strong this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of alluded to this as well. I think they've realized that you know they need to lean on Josh Jacobs more since they've been out Renfro and Waller. Sure. And that's not going to change now that they're back. Um, and having Devontae Adams there, he is the top dog, and that will not change no matter what Waller's doing. Yep. So he only had three targets last week. Now, he converted all three into receptions, and he had a touchdown, which saved his saved his week. It did. You know, got you into double digits. Um, if he doesn't score a touchdown this week, I think you're going to see a very similar stat line, which is going to be, for a tight end, it's fine because you're still going to probably end up with four, five, six, Anyways, seven points. Yeah. But you need that separation from the tight end spot in a playoff game, though. From a guy like Darren Waller, if, if you bought into him during draft season, you expected way more out of him. Absolutely. Um so I, I just I feel like he's he's still a top ten tight end, but a top ten tight end is not saying that much in today's league for fantasy. I agree. Um, so I I just think if he's if he doesn't get into the end zone, I think you're going to see another like three or four reception game for thirty or like forty top yards. Top one or bottom thirty one. Yeah. There's, yep. there's not really a whole lot there. Yeah. Uh, I and I like Muth kind of for the opposite reason that you do is I think that. Vegas has a horrible defense versus the tight end. Um, I believe in fantasy scoring, they're like 8 to 10th, but uh, overall in yards, I think they're bottom three. So also with the fact that um, Johnson is most likely not going to play, I think that adds to Frymuth's target share. Uh, I don't know what is going to happen with Kenny Pickett, but I honestly would rather have Mitch Trubisky in. So I think that bodes well for him. Uh, Muth hasn't just been that good this year because Pittsburgh hasn't been that good this year. But I think if there's an opportunity to have a good game, especially with how we've said over and over and over again, the tight end has been so bad, I think this is a dice roll I'm willing to make. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Even though he hasn't been lighting it up this season, I've been rolling with Fryermuth pretty much every week just because of the tight end landscape. You know, you're not going to find much better out there. And he's relatively safe is what I like about him is even even the games where he's had kind of down games, he's still going to get you 
three, four, five receptions and get you sure forty yards. You know, um, so I think he is a almost he's an almost perfect definition of a borderline player almost every week because the ceiling's not there, but the floor is relatively high for a tight end. Sure. Um, so I got, I no arguments with firing with that all. I actually like your point too. I think the tight ends are going to be an interesting watch in that matchup. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, best of luck to you in week two. Uh, we will see you on the other side when we're gearing up for championship week, baby. Absolutely. Everybody Uh, have, uh, Fucking Merry Christmas, yeah. you filthy animals. Happy holidays. We can't wait to talk to you after it. And hopefully, like we said, you are in the playoffs and we'll gear you up and get you ready to take home another chip. We're almost to the end. Yeah. Sad, but good, because this is where it gets exciting. Talk to you all soon. Bye.